Welcome to Circle 3 Cowboy Fellowship's podcast. We are patriots, unafraid and unashamed to speak the truth and spread the gospel. Today's message is from Gary Lear. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the show. What a morning already, huh? Dan was under attack. As we speak, the church is under attack. We're totally been censored off of Facebook this morning. We have been censored. I take that as a compliment, you know, but uh, yeah, we're broadcasting right now and uh, we can't find it anywhere on the Facebook, uh, even on my own page and it's broadcasting off of my own page. So uh, all I can say is uh, this is what we get to look forward to in this new world order that our uh, liberal pieces of crap that just got voted in and I'm not going to hold back this morning. Uh, apparently they're not letting me on Facebook anyway, so, but they want to squash the word of God, they want to squash our free speech, and they want to squash our religious liberties, and folks, we're going to have to learn to navigate around that, that's just all there is to it. So as, uh, we were doing the music, uh, Stacy and I are frantically working to get accounts set up on Parlor, which I understand is the new Facebook, uh, for conservatives, for, for not being censored. And, uh, you know, the word of God will still continue to get out there. So stay tuned on how to get to Parlor. We're still working on it. Okay? Share that to the Circle 3 page, Facebook page. So far, they're still allowing us to type things on Facebook, but they're not letting us broadcast this morning. And this has been going on now for several weeks. It's been harder and harder to find us. Uh, You go in and you can't really see all the comments from the different people. Our communication has been a little bit tough. And uh, they must not like the fact that I don't like Nancy, I guess. That's the only thing. Uh, you know, the, the, it's kind of funny because here a few weeks ago we were talking about gathering cows and how I ran into an old cow that reminded me a little of Nancy. And they took that down. Believe it or not, they took that down. I could not find that service on Facebook. So, uh, you know what? The way I look at it, big tech. The libs, everybody who's pushing to take God out of our society, go right ahead. The day's coming where we're going to meet Jesus in the sky, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little of this on the way up. You know, the Lord will show himself. It's, ha- it's going to happen. The Lord will show himself. And you know, pardon me, never got it to come. No, I never have. If this preaching thing don't work out, maybe I'll take a look at it. But uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. This was not part of my sermon for this morning, by the way. Uh, But uh, this is all just kind of, kind of come up, and so um, that's okay. Praise Jesus. We we must be getting under their skin a little bit if if they take us down. Uh, Let's see. There's one thing, uh, did, and because I was focused back there, I didn't, did we talk about the float not happening this year? Have we talked about that? That was, okay. And you announced the decorating? Okay, then I don't need to cover that one. Do we have anybody going to work with the kids this morning? Okay, Ms. Shar is going to take the kids, so if you want to follow her. So without the float, 
That, with the exception of Christmas Eve service, that wraps up our events for the year, I think. I think. At least our major events. Now, I don't know if we got more dances scheduled for the year yet or... Go read Veteran Grave. Oh, wreaths, wreaths on Veteran's Grave. So if you're interested in participating in that, uh, get in contact with, uh, with Ann, and she will direct you in what you're going to do there. And so it sounds like there may be another dance that they're going to schedule another Friday night dance too. So um, anyhow, as we near the end of the year, I always think back on the year we've had. And uh, everybody says, oh, I can't wait to get 2020 over with. Well, I'm not all that optimistic that 2021 is going to be a whole bottle, of, especially after this morning. But that's okay, too. Uh, but when I think back on, on how our year has gone, this whole Facebook thing that we're, that we're all, or at least that I'm upset about this morning, has happened this year as a result of coronavirus. I was talking with a friend of mine up in uh, uh, Wyoming who, well, it's... Uh, the DS up there's dad, Isaac Smith, and I were talking on the phone last night, and he said this coronavirus has made him have to go out and figure out how to do Facebook. And I said, well, join the club. We've had to do the same thing, and it's been a learning curve. And all of this new technology that we fight with every Sunday morning. But as I think back on the year, it started out that they tried to shut us down, didn't they? They didn't let us have Easter. We're having Easter this year, folks. I don't care what they say. We're having Thanksgiving, too, by the way. But, uh, you know, I look at, it, it, at how the, the COVID thing has tried to shut down churches and has successfully shut down churches all across the country, and we've had the biggest year we've ever had. You know, our arena has been a ministry tool that has fulfilled everything I'd ever hoped it would be <laughs> when we started the church, uh, you know. In true cowboy fashion, when we broke ground on the church, we broke ground on the arena first. And we had it up first. And, uh, you know, John Coe told us when we first went to our first cowboy church university on starting churches, he says, you've got to have an arena and it's got to have lights because you know every time you turn the lights on, the bugs will come. Well, the bugs came out this year and we had, we had more fun in that arena with, with the different events that we've done. And, and uh, just a quick report on on church finance, uh, it was brought to my attention this past week that the arena actually showed us a profit this year of about $4,000. And that was, that was after we bought that load of hay for next year's cows. So uh, praise God, it, it's worked out. And uh, we want to keep steamrolling out there next year. Going into next year, we'll keep pushing for that. But when I think about everything we've done and we've, we've just – with the exception of not having Easter, and that was our only setback, we have we had a record kids camp this year, and uh, I don't know, there was about twelve thousand I think here on the property that weekend. Felt like. I think the actual number was what seventy something, eight seventy eight. I think we baptized fifteen. Uh, I look at our orange tags up there, and there's about thirty four more of them than there was this time last year. And uh, so I can tell you right now, God don't quit for COVID. And we're not going to quit either. The mask thing. 
That's been something we've had to deal with this, this year. And, and folks, you know, I would, I don't wear masks. Uh, I got upset down at the taco place in Ridgeway. And I boycotted them because they wouldn't serve me for masks. And you know what? I came down to Montrose, and we got better tacos here than they have in Ridgeway anyway. We just do. And uh, the other day, I was up in Grand Junction and walked into a parts house, and the guy says, do you have a mask? And I said, I won't wear one. Well, we're going to have to serve you in the parking lot. And I said, that's just fine with me. So we went out, and they brought my stuff to the parking lot, and we went on about our business. And it's not that I have a problem so much with masks, but it's like I told you guys last week, I don't like to be told what to do. Uh, freedom, I believe in freedom. Cindy's one of the only ones that can get away with telling me what to do, and she tells me what to do all the time, by the way. But you know, if it came down to it, and I truly believe that I was going to infect somebody with something if I didn't wear, obviously I would wear the mask. I would put it on. I would not want to make somebody sick. I'm not out trying to harm anybody. And I don't think any of you are either who don't wear masks. As a matter of fact, how many of us, if we had the opportunity to save someone's life, would spring into action and do just that? We all would. There was a time that a few years back, I was up in Rifle, and uh, I was putting in windows in a house up there and in a subdivision, and pretty soon the fellow was out mowing his lawn across the road over there, across the street, I guess, you, and uh, pretty soon I hear screaming, help, 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 and I turn around and I looked up, and that man had run his lawnmower under an apple tree, and the limb had pinned him back and mashed him, and he was stuck under that apple tree and his wife was screaming help and I didn't even think twice I just dropped my tools and took off and ran across the street didn't stop to look both ways and I got over there and the man's mouth was open his eyes were open and rolled to the back of his head and I literally thought he was dead I mean he was non-responsive non-moving and uh, I did what I could and we got the tree pried up and, and slid him out from under that thing and I dialed 911 and some of a buck, if he didn't start breathing again on his own. And uh, I didn't do anything that any of you wouldn't have done. There was no heroics involved. You just reacted because those of us who know Jesus and, and have him in our heart, we are bent to do good. And when the opportunity to do something to help somebody arises, we jump into action. That's what Christians do. I'm not unique in, in any way that way. How many of you... When traveling and going down the road and you pass a state trooper parked off in the brush, as you're going on up the road, how many of you, yeah, and I'm not going to ask if you fly the bird at him, you tried to bribe him, I heard, I heard, yeah, doesn't work, does it, no, but how many of you when you're going up the road and you see that, Start warning the oncoming traffic with your headlights. Flash them. I count on people like you. I'm just telling you that. So I rely on people like you to help me out. But oftentimes we do. And if I think about it, I always do too. Or say you go by and, and there's a herd of cows in the middle of the road. And as you're going on up, you want to let people know what's up there, don't you? You flash your lights at them. That just seems like the responsible thing to do. 
Maybe the cows was a better analogy than the state trooper now that I think about it. But that's the kind of things we do as Christians, as people who, who are bent to do good. Those of us who represent Jesus, those are the types of things that we just naturally do. We don't really think a whole lot about it. Happens all the time. So Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20 says this. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. That's known as the Great Commission. That's something that we take real serious around here. The reason for the orange ear tags is because we believe in those words and we work and strive towards completing our part of that great commission. Now there's some argument. I was reading a, a, a commentary from a fellow this morning and I don't know what church he went to. And I don't know what they were teaching, but he said he was always brought up to believe that that didn't apply to anybody but the apostles who were present at the time he gave that. And I thought, what in the world? As a matter of fact, I've often questioned, because maybe some of you here today have asked me this question when you first started coming here, but I've had others who have called me on the telephone or, or walked in the building for the first time, and they've asked me, do you teach from the Bible? And Isaac and I were talking about this last night, and he laughed because people come to him and ask the same question, do you teach from the Bible? Well, yeah. What else are you going to teach from in church? But it seriously makes me wonder, then I read how this guy believed that that didn't apply to him. What are churches teaching today? If not from the Bible, what are they teaching? See, Jesus says this. He says it to the apostles. Yes, the 11 were there. But he says, behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. Now, Jesus knew that the age was going to last longer than the apostles there did. Because we're still living in the age that he was referring to. We haven't come to the end of it yet. But mornings like this make me think we're getting a lot closer. He was speaking to his church. It just so happened that the church was represented by the 11 apostles that morning. But he was speaking to us, to you and to me. And at Circle 3, we take that very seriously. The biggest thing that scares me about pastoring a church is complacency. I do not want to see us get so complacent and so comfortable that we just go through the motions of doing church. I've been involved in too many churches that are complacent and that are dying today as a result of it. And it's because they don't obviously think that this great commission applies to them. Well, maybe the preacher. Maybe the Sunday school teacher. But too many folks in this community, not in this community, but in, in the world, show up for church on Sunday morning. And they sit in a pew. And they praise God with songs. And maybe they raise their hand and say amen if the preacher says something they agree with. And they walk out those church doors and they don't give it a whole lot more thought until next Sunday. Folks, that's not good enough. How could that even be good enough 
How can we do that and say that we're serving our Lord God, Jesus, who gave his life for us? It's not good enough. At Circle 3, we know it's not good enough. And I want to continue to encourage this church to be willing to invest. And I'm not talking about your checkbook. I'm not talking about money. We really don't talk about money around here. I'm not as concerned about your money as I am your spirit, your soul. Invest yourself in the kingdom. Whether it be in service here at Circle 3 or whether it be in some other means. Invest yourself. Maybe it's putting wreaths on veterans' graves. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Maybe it's baking the pastor a cake. I can say that because Pam's gone to Arizona and she's the one that took me literally the last time I said that. Whatever it might be. Whatever the case may be. Invest in the kingdom. If we're willing to run across a busy street to help somebody, if we're willing to go out on a thin layer of ice to pull somebody out of the lake, and I don't doubt that there's not a soul in here that wouldn't if given the opportunity. If we're willing to signal to people about a herd of cattle standing in the middle of the road as we go down the road, or the state trooper, or deputy. I'm not partial, guys. If you see anything with lights on top, you are welcome to flash me going down the road. I don't care if it's a fireman. If we're willing to do those things, then why aren't we willing to share Jesus with people? Because we need to realize spiritual life is more important than physical life. So what are you willing to do to save someone's physical life? You should be that much more willing to do to save someone's spiritual life. So I want to encourage you as we begin to move into a new year. Get involved somewhere, somehow, whether it be here, whether it be in something else in the community, get involved. Share Jesus by your actions. If you're not gifted with the gift of gab, if you don't have the ability to use words to share Jesus as much, just sharing Jesus by showing them the love of Jesus says a lot. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Actions speak louder than words. Get involved. Do something. Because God does not honor lazy. He doesn't. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 26, and this is the parable of the talents. And, and Jesus was explaining to his disciples how it is in the kingdom of heaven. Basically, he was giving us a worldly view of how things work in heaven so that we could understand it. And he gives the, the parable of the talents, and we all know the story. The servants get, or the, the master's getting ready to leave, and he calls in his servants. And to one of his servants, he gives five. To another, he gives two, I think. And another one, he gives one. And he departs. See, that's what's happened. Jesus came down here, and he gave us himself. He gave us the kingdom of God. He brought it. And he's given it to each and every one of us. And now he's departed. But I can assure you he's coming back. Just like in the parable, the master comes back to see what was reaped. And when he comes back, the one who had been given five, he doubled his money and it was ten. And he gave it back and said, here you go. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And the guy who was only given two, he still took his two and he doubled it. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And then the guy that was given one, what did he do? 
buried it, didn't he? Because he was too dadgum lazy to go out and do anything with it. Too afraid, perhaps. And what does Jesus say? And Jesus came up, whoops, excuse me. But his master answered and said to him, you worthless, lazy slave. Did you know that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I have not scattered seed? Who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear that on that final day of judgment? Tom, you lazy son of a buck. You think you're getting through the pearly gates. You got another thing coming. I don't want to hear that. The Lord rewards hard work. And this has been the hardest working church I've ever been a part of. And I'm thankful to you guys for that. You guys do stuff. When we need something, it's done. Our arena events and all of our things that happen, you guys jump in and you make it happen. So I'm not here to scold you for not working. I'm here quite opposite. To thank you for all you've done this year through our events. Those orange ear tags, that's, that's, that's not because of me. That's because of us. Because of this ministry. Because of what we've done. So I want to encourage you guys as we move in through the end of this year and into the next. They might try to censor us on Facebook. They might try to tell us we can only have 10 people in the building at any given time. You can see how well we listen. All of the other arenas may be closed next summer. We'll keep ours open. And I want to encourage you guys to get involved somewhere. You know, I come up here and, and preach and seems like every week. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me this week, that sermon you preached last Monday, Sunday, that was the best sermon you've ever done. And most every week somebody comes and tells me that. And I know that's kind of a common thing that you tell a pastor. But I looked at her and I thought to myself, were we in the same building? I didn't get the warm fuzzies about last week's message. I mean, I, I said what God put on my heart to say, kind of the way I am this week. Sometimes I get a little fired up. You might have noticed. Other times, not so much, but I'm just trying to do what God has put on my heart to do. And as she said that, I said, I'm not sure how to take that. And she said, well, take it as a compliment. I said, well, thank you. The truth of the matter is I'm nothing, just a willing participant. I'm just willing to beg God every Friday night and sa or, uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning to give me something to tell you people when you show up. And he usually, no, he always has. There's nothing, I'm not a poet, I'm not, I'm nothing. I'm just a farm kid from Missouri, but I'm willing to participate. See, that's amazing what God can do when he has willing participants. So as we go into next year, I want to encourage the church, continue to be willing participants. And for those of you who haven't been yet, jump on the bandwagon. Be a willing participant. Let's do something together. Let's continue to see this thing grow. We're going to have to blow out the building. You guys have slacked off, by the way. I'm a little disappointed in my morning service. You guys have been the growing service all year, up until a couple months ago. And now the evening service has started growing. You guys caught up to them. And now they've exceeded. So we've been running well over 100 every Sunday night consistently. 
And so get the lead out, you guys, morning crowd. But as a result of that, we are going to have to take on a building project. So we're going to have to add on to this building. We're not sure how we're going to pull all of that off yet. But that is in the plans for next spring. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to serve and get dirty if you want to do something like that with us. But uh, I want to encourage you guys to be willing participants for Jesus. It doesn't matter what happens around us. It doesn't matter if they censor us or if they try to limit our numbers or whatever the case may be. If we stand with Jesus, Jesus will stand with us and we will win in the end. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for these who have come. Lord, I just pray that you continue to give us strength and hope in you. Lord, I just pray that all things that we do here at Circle 3, we do for your glory. Just pray that you bring us all back together again next week. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you'd like to, but you're not really sure how, please feel free to email us at circle3podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's circle, the number three, podcast at gmail.com. We would love to help you out. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and click follow. That way you never miss a message. Cowboy churches are the fastest growing in the nation, so there's sure to be one near you if you'd like to try it out. Have a great day. See you next time.